All right, we are here for episode two. The person I referenced earlier, I just said my best friend on planet Earth, is actually has a name. His name is Adam. Hello there. We are actually at Hudson's Bluff overlooking the point <laughs> on a, well, how would you describe the night? Misty, rainy. Definitely misty, very rainy. Yeah. Uh, I've known, I, I believe actually Adam was my first friend I met outside of family because he lived next door to me how many years he's about six seven years i think it was six years solid six years solid six years yeah so we uh (laughs) we were the smart kids we entered a halloween costume contest (laughs) and we both had the idea of hey man we both love spider-man we should both get this spider-man costume Exact same costume. <laughs> now, if you guys remember, these costumes we grew up with were kind of like sauna suits. Plastic. A hard plastic, too, right? Yep. <laughs> hard plastic, kind of hard to move, so you move like a robot. And the cool plastic fucking mask that goes down with the stupid fucking <laughs> string that goes around the back that... I'm fucking sorry us natives have big heads and that shit would always snap on me, man. And me too. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's just like, then your aunt or your mom or somebody's like, ah, just put a staple back on it. It's like, you know, you're looking at, but yeah, anyways, we got those costumes from Ace Hardware, so thank you, Charles. <laughs> way, way back. Way fucking back in the day. Um, But yeah, so we just ended up... uh both loving comics, which, you know, a lot of people do, especially back in the day, you didn't have smartphones. We uh, also ended up having a fucking huge, still ongoing love affair with horror movies. To now, this day, I am one of the biggest horror fans out there. Now, how far back could you go to telling me that the first movie, horror movie that you watched that was just like, Caught you or took your breath away. (laughs) Okay, I was six years old. Okay. My parents were watching The Evil Dead. I was supposed to be in bed, but I had a room close to the living room where I could peek down the hall and watch the movie. That movie scared the hell out of me. And it wasn't even what I saw on the screen. It was actually just the voices. Uh, Hearing, why have you disturbed our slumber? (laughs) And that's the great thing about horror movies is, like you just said, it's not what you see, it's what your mind sees. No shit. So what what is the old old saying? I guess that is the old saying, right? It's not what you see, it's what your mind sees is what scares you. So at a very young age, you experience that firsthand without even knowing that, man. Yep, and I was hooked from that point. Yeah, and what a great movie. I love that movie to this day. <laughs> I still love that movie. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Uh, what about that movie still sticks with you the most? Well, jeez. The gore. The gore? I love the gore, yep. And that was different, too. It was... The special effects on there were done without CG, right? Yep, everything was done in camera. Which wow. was very old school. That doesn't happen anymore, obviously. But the movie was so entertaining. It was so well written. On a low budget, the movie was still very entertaining. And you know what's great about that too is the people that made that movie were friends. Yeah. <laughs> they, they uh, I don't know if they grew up together, but they were at least they went to college together. From what I could remember off the top of my head, from what I read, and 
obviously the blue, you know, the DVDs and shit, you know, and Fangoria. Um, and that just makes it even more awesome. And like you just said, though, I want to go back and to what you don't see in horror movies, you know. We'll just kind of bounce around on that. And um, I think the first horror movie that I... I remember seeing it wasn't the Evil Dead. It was a Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I think I got a little bit of a head start on you with the horror movies. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then it was just kind of like Voltron combined our powers <laughs> 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 and would discuss these horror movies while we were. Well, we weren't always allowed to walk to school because we did a lot of dumb shit. Just not making it to school, <laughs> fucking playing in the dirt, <laughs> jumping in the mud, jumping in the mud. <laughs> And, um, but no, the, the Evil Dead, that, I mean, shit, man, you just gave me season three of Ash vs. the Evil Dead, so I'm going to be watching that soon, and that movie just kind of carried on with its great legacy, two great sequels, right? Yes. The, uh, part two was a lot more centered around the comedy. That's what I remember, because you were actually, I don't know if you rented that or if you borrowed it from somebody, but you brought that over to mine and my parents' house, and me, you, and Milo watched that. But I remember me and you just fucking eating up the comedy the whole... Oh, yeah. Big time. Because the skulls were, dead by dawn, dead by dawn, dead by dawn, dead by dawn. <laughs> one scene that really kind of sticks out, you know, you think of Evil Dead 2, one scene that sticks out in my mind was always the, the deer head laughing and shaking, and oh, everybody going crazy. Yeah. That... That's the one I thought that was the first one. That one was the deer head was moving and yeah. shit, right? Yep. Oh, part two. damn, that's fucking gold right there, oh, man. Part one, the girls were the first to get possessed. Now, part one is that ah, fuck having a brain fart, but luckily you're here. Part one is that when his hand got possessed too, or was that the second one when that because they had that the what do you call it? the door in the floor? the fuck is that the cellar door the, yeah was that part two or was no, that that was all part one that was part one okay when uh, the sister got possessed they locked her in the cellar that fucking scared me <laughs> a lot of that stuff that you see and hear in that movie actually really are really creepy to this day <laughs> to this day which is how you know it's a great fucking classic right it stands up but yeah that no that that part fucking scared me so uh we could stay on that. And what was after that then? Do you remember what, what horror movie stood out to you after that? That just... well, Not long after I saw The Evil Dead. You know, after my dad found out I was watching the movie from down <laughs> peeking out of my bedroom door. And you know, dad said, uh, get in here. Might as well sit down and watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> I oh, was shit. scared shitless. I couldn't sleep that night. Just... Yeah, did you and have I knew right there I was just hooked. And that's what I love about horror movies, man. It just to this day when I watch a horror movie, I need to watch a comedy or some fucking cartoon afterwards cuz if I watch a good fucking horror movie, man, that shit will just stick with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about horror movies. Yeah. I'll sit and watch a good one, you know, like The Conjuring. Still yeah, scary movie. Genuinely scary. My daughter loves those movies, actually. Just in case anybody doesn't know my daughter's Maya Lee. She's pretty fucking awesome, and she loves horror movies, but sorry, bro. No, that's my niece. That's Adam's niece. <laughs> I see Adam gave her a bunch of horror movies that uh, she fucking loves a lot, man. Yep. So thank you for that, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Let's get back to you. 
Where were we? We were at, uh, your dad had just, like, yeah, you might as well watch it. Then oh. you said you had nightmares, and then... So well, actually, you, I said I didn't sleep. Oh, you didn't sleep? My bad. So, <laughs> that, I believe that, because that's a fucking scary movie. So, when yeah. you were there, the next day, let's say, whether you're going to school, either coming over to play, or what, were you just thinking, I gotta watch that movie again, or were you like, is what else is out there besides this? I wanted to see more. I wanted to see how scary I could go, and I kept hearing about this movie called The Exorcist. Ooh. So, let's I dive was in. Actually, <laughs> I was actually staying at my grandma's, you know, this was after we had moved out. Yeah. I went back to spend the weekend with my grandma. Now, is this when you guys moved up, when we were able to take the trail between my house and your grandma's house? I think it was just after that, yeah. Okay, because I remember taking that trail a lot. Oh, me too. And uh, not to cut you off, but it was always after a fucking scary-ass movie, and you're like 10, <laughs> 11 years old, and I'm just like, I fucking pushed it, and I got to be home by fucking 9 o'clock, and it's 8.55. I have no fucking choice but to take this goddamn trail, which... It was actually two trails. Two trails. Climb around the fence at Danny and Yvonne's, right? Yep. And the Littlefield residence. Yep. And then uh, go through there, and where Derek and Martine live at now, there was a trail that was going right down the hill, which when we were kids, that fucking thing felt like I was climbing Mount fucking Everest, man. <laughs> and it was always like holding on for dear fucking life and trying not to slip. Yep. But any... on that hill was incredible to try and climb through. <laughs> which I took it one night when I was shit-faced, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, I fucking fell and shit, but I was shit-faced. <laughs> but anyways, let's get back to uh, after your experience with um, the Evil Dead. And then you're, it's almost like you're chasing that feeling, right? I've always loved that feeling. Because it's, I don't know, it just kind of makes you... Well, I think Mom actually told me I'm actually wired backwards because the stuff that scares the shit out of most people kind yeah. of relaxes me. And a quick note on that. We are going to get back to that, Adam, but we're also going to go... To 2007 when you came home oh you didn't come home you came to where i was living at the time and uh i was sleeping really fucking hard and there's times <laughs> when uh <laughs> if you guys know this if you play music or you play anything while you're sleeping sometimes that shit creeps into your into your dreams have you have you had that before oh yeah okay <laughs> so i'm fucking sleeping minding my own fucking business in my room and like I wake up and I just hear this fucking music. Dun, 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 well, first of all, we got to start this off right. Yeah. I had just began working for the Alaska Marine Highway. Oh, that's right. Okay. I went out on my first turnaround. You told me, hey, I'm going to leave the key outside for you. Go ahead and crash on the couch. Yes, that is true. I kind of had it coming now that you well, say it. <laughs> so I got up there, pulled the key. I was walked in the door. I was like, Creeping in real quiet, making sure I didn't make any noise. It was fucking dark though, too, man. I didn't turn on any lights. Yeah, I know, bed. but still, <laughs> you're brave. <laughs> it was like two in the morning by the time I got up there. Yeah. And then uh, made my bed there on the couch. There, just laying down. I popped up my uh, portable DVD player. Popped in my absolute favorite movie, which we'll get to from my end. So he does this. So after working. Crazy hours, mind you, yeah. right? So he crashes out immediately. Cool, man. Fucking A. Well, 
like I said, I'm in my fucking room and I'm sleeping, right? And then I hear the fucking Halloween theme in my dream. Immediately get fucking a little bit nervous because who doesn't when you hear that shit? That's how good that music is. What a soundtrack. And I wake up. I wake up and I think I'm still... I, I think I wake up in another dream. So I, I, I get up and I, and, um, I go out my door... And I got my, you can't see it, but I'm showing Adam, I got my left hand in a fist and I'm slowly like taking these baby steps like, fuck, I don't, I don't want it to end this way. (laughs) Whatever the fuck is going through my mind, it's running wild like Hulkamania. And I get out to the living room and I see Adam fucking spread eagle fucking snoring like a motherfucker, passed out, didn't even have his blanket. And I look over and I'm like. God damn it, he's fucking watching Halloween again, man. And it and these these DVDs, they they would stay on the main screen and it would just loop the music yeah, over and, and over. Playing that loop, you know, as long as your <laughs> DVD player was on. And he had like the loudest DVD player. It it, it sure seemed to me like your speakers were like uh, that big ass speaker that Doc Brown had in Back to the Future. <laughs> That's how it fucking sounded. So I was like, shit, man. I was like, <sighs> I turned that off and I turned the TV on for him. And I was just like, my heart was beating. <laughs> but back to your point, that is kind of like what you, what we, what we chase still with horror movies, you know, like that just goes to show you that Halloween's still a great movie. It's Halloween is the, my absolute favorite. Absolute favorite. Okay. Let's get back to that then. What was, we were talking about chasing that feeling and. Kind of exploring well, what went, went into the. You were asking me what was the next one I. Yes, in your head to your grams for the weekend. I was at my grandma's place. I was awake three in the morning, and my grandma kept yelling at me, "Hey, <laughs> get this sleep out there!" And I hear her slam her door. <laughs> I turned the TV back on, switched to HBO. I found The Exorcist. Ooh! I was like, I have never seen this. I gotta watch this. <laughs> so the next thing you know, my eyes are. Bugged wide open. It's Ooh. 5 a.m. I haven't slept a single, not even a wink. I'm just, holy crap, that movie was scary. <laughs> now, was this summer or winter? Because that will make a difference. Because if it's 5 in the morning in the summertime, it's bright out. If it's 5 in the morning on fucking Christmas vacation or some shit. No, this was during the winter. It's during the winter, so it's dark as it shit, man. Dark. It's fucking dark. Yeah, you motherfuckers in Malakatla know this shit. It's still <laughs> dark at 5 in the morning. Dark till fucking we all go to work at 8. But anyway, so... That was your second experience. And I remember you introducing me to The Exorcist. And I was scared shitless watching it. Yep. After I saw The Exorcist. Yeah. And I watched this by myself in the dark. You know. Just. Then it was only maybe nine. Eight or nine. So we're talking 85, 86. Yeah. Okay. The movie had been around quite a while. Yeah, because that's true. It came out before me and you were born. So the next one I had seen... Happened to come across it by accident. I think it was on Showtime. It was uh, The Omen. The, the original Omen. Omen. Ooh. Okay. For the people that don't know The Omen, Adam's going to give us just a quick <laughs> rundown on it. Basically, The Omen is the birth of the Antichrist. Exactly. Now, if you didn't watch it, spoiler alert, there's a fucking scene in that movie that still kind of is just... Well, there's quite a few scenes in that movie yeah. that still haunt everybody, I think. But I think I know you, you should know the one I'm referring to at the kid's birthday party. Oh, right? yeah. When they... Damien. 
it's all for you. And then the girl jumps off the side of the building and hangs herself. Oh, fucking brutal. Oh, it was horrible. And it stuck. That is another thing that stuck with me. Still oh, yeah. to this day, it still gets me when I watch it. Yep. But like you said, with these horror movies, that's kind of what we're chasing, man. Yep. I mean, and then, uh, so that, actually, those are two all-time classics right there. Oh, awesome movies. I believe my daughter likes both of those. She likes, um, I introduced her in 2015. She was up here for the summer which is always awesome when I get to see her. She's fucking an amazing person. Um, I was going to work and she was asking me, hey, dad, you know, looking for a movie to watch. I was like, hey, actually, I just got the Monster Squad on Blu-ray and I think you will <laughs> like it. Well, I came home from work and she was just over the moon about it. And I was, that made me feel good because that's something me and you oh, yeah. or just, I still get all... Yep. You know, when I watch the Monster Squad, it's fucking awesome, man. And still do this day. I still love watching. Yeah, <laughs> and the cool thing is, is I was able to get my daughter an original theatrical poster of that. Awesome. So she has that, and it's, oh, it's fucking awesome, man. One thing I will say about that, that movie, that was one of the best werewolves in recent memory. Oh, let's. Uh, you want to stay on that subject? We could talk about. I love werewolves. So do I. With that being that transformation scene, that happened fast. <laughs> Are that you was the fastest I remember ever seeing that when he was on the phone talking to the police chief in the telephone booth, right? Yep. yep. And all that shit was coming out of his fucking He's mouth. Kill your son. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. That, I love that transformation scene. Where do you put that amongst other werewolves? Transform. You know. Definitely top two. Top two? Yeah, definitely. So it's probably interchangeable then, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. What there would you... are some really good ones like uh, American Werewolf in London. Okay. The long transform. And that one was... It got to where it was just painful for me to watch. And that's exactly what they were aiming for. Oh, okay. Well, see? There you go. Yep. And they wanted to disturb their audience. And say, I don't know if I can watch this. Yeah. And they just dragged it on and they showed his hand stretching. I was about to say, now. That's the one scene everybody remembers is watching his hand stretch from yeah. a normal hand to a foot long. And that was fucking brutal. Yeah. You watch it now and it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it on Blu ray. Yeah. I love that movie. That is a great, great, great transformation scene. Now, what about the Teen Wolf transformation? What do you think of that? <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he first turns, he's in the bathroom, right? Because yep. it kind of builds up to it and then starts off. He has the one long hair in his fucking, <laughs> on his fucking chest. Which, that? Yeah. Which, okay, so I bought my a condo <clears throat> in 2015 of April. And I was just fucking, fucking, man, just fucking chilling not really free-balling it, but just a pair of trunks on, oh. you know? And uh, I was just chilling there, and I was watching a movie, probably The Karate Kid. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And, like, I had, like, you know, kind of a hairy guy, so, like, my chest hair, like, one lone fucking chest hair. Just, it wasn't, like, Teen Wolf long, but it was long enough to where I was like, that's fucking a little bit too fucking long for my age, you know? Like, I fucking don't need that old man fucking... Hair that creeps out over the top of your shirt and shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the, 
That is that one disturbing one. Yeah. Or but, the one that goes through the shirt. Yeah, it goes, like, motherfucker, come on, man. Shirt ain't even mesh. <laughs> Fucking Simshan hair pushing through. But back to the Teen Wolf one, that was actually kind of played for, do you think, do you think it was played for a laugh, or do you think that's just how we took it? No, it was definitely made to make you laugh. Now The whole way through, it was, very little of it was ever taken seriously in the making. Okay, so they were just... They were aiming for laughs. They were aiming okay. to keep the audience lighthearted. Oh, okay. I love that part where the ears grow. Yeah. Loved it, man. I don't know why. That was just, like, what I grabbed. <laughs> and then, uh... Because his fucking fangs came out first, right? Because yep. he was kind of freaking out and touching his fucking <laughs> choppers and shit. And, uh, he had his hands behind the back. And... Yeah. Oh, at school. Yep. His fingernails had grown really oh. long. And those were those weird fingernails, too. That yeah. looked, They looked like they were super fucking thick and yellow. And, well, not yellow, but they kind of came up like... Yep. And that happened in school, right? Yep. Okay, that principal caught him. principal caught him, had his shit behind his back, and he went and bathroom and washed his freaking out kind of yeah, had a panic and, attack and the principal was like let me see your hands now so he had to take his hands out from behind his back and his eyes were his, closed he had his eyes closed and he had his head turned and he pulled his hands out and thinking then, that the principal was going to see these long fingernails with claws <laughs> and, and his hands were normal and he see him kind of open one eye and look back Back to normal. <laughs> and that was made for the land. And, yeah. Now, that principal is a fucking dick to him, but we're led to believe, quote-unquote, that the principal was doing that because he wanted to check his hand for markers, right? Yep. Because there was some guy writing on the mirrors in there. But, um, so, that happens. That That's a good transformation scene that's played for laughs. Yep. So, there's three good... What else would you consider? A good horror, a good werewolf movie? Yes. Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. 2001. Okay. Hands down, one of the best werewolves. I mean, it's definitely top five. Are these werewolves, are they walking like, yes. like us? Up on two legs. Up on two legs, okay. About eight feet tall. Holy shit. And they were beautifully done. Okay. They were, had the wolf head, the real wolf head the not, real one not just a face of a man but these were actually extended faces with the wolf snout and oh. that looked like a big lion mane because the head was so big the Holy massive shit. shoulders the massive arms the muscle everything you saw everything and they were walking yes were these nazis actually no they were in uh, <laughs> i England. immediately i immediately go to the nazi route <laughs> were these bastards nazis or what man <laughs> okay. it was actually england Oh, okay. You know why I went to that is because that fake trailer oh. on, ter- on ter- between um, Planet Terror yeah. and Death Proof. And Death Proof. They had these great fucking fake trailers in there. Well, one of them was Werewolf Woman of the SS directed by... Quentin Tarantino, right? Rob Zombie. Oh, Rob Zombie. Okay. Yeah, his, he had his wife in there, remember? That's right. Yeah, it had been a long time since I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he had... And... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he have a cameo in that fake trailer by um, Nicolas Cage? Yes. As Fu Manchu? Yep, he and, did. <laughs> and he had like the dime store 
Fu Manchu taped onto his mouth and chin. So and his eyebrows too. He had the eyebrows too. Yep. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, those were great fake trailers. But Thanksgiving the, was the one I wanted. Yeah, to see. we'll get to that one too. But so Dog Soldiers, then right? Yes, Dog Soldiers was amazing. That was Sean Pertwee and uh, darn, his name escapes me right now. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. Brain fart, but oh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was a very cool movie. The uh, English military was out on a uh, training mission. Okay. And they were supposed to hunt down one guy, and in doing so, they come across this family. Well, what they find is an empty house. They have to go in and kind of take cover because it's late, late that night. All kinds of bad shit starts happening. They start getting attacked by wolves. Holy shit. And find out that there's actually a wolf among them. So when they're being attacked, are they like just, are they going for it? Are they tearing shit up? Are they? It is a very gory movie. It's a gory then? Oh, so yeah. it's limb from limb type shit? Yep. Oh, okay. Very visceral. Nice. So where in all this would you put Stephen King's silver bullet? Ooh. Because in the book, it was... Cycle of the Werewolf was the book that that movie was based on. Okay. Now, that book was amazing, but it was a... Um, it was a... Like a comic. Okay. What do you call that? It's a graphic novel. Oh, okay, okay. I love... Well, we, who doesn't? But carry on. <laughs> but not saying I didn't like it, but yeah. it was so much more graphic in the book. It was, huh? And on the movie... All this cool shit is happening, all this scary stuff's happening on the screen, but they have a lot of cutaways where they leave it up to your imagination, where you assume the worst. Are you, okay, you know, you're talking about the scene where we don't really see the werewolf, but we see the werewolf's fucking yeah, exactly. paw in the fog. In the fog, when he's reaching up and grabbing somebody. Pulling them down, because that was a fucking lynching they were out to do. Yep. <laughs> and in the book. It was a lot more graphic because he didn't hide under the fog. He attacked him. <laughs> no, that is true. That is... And now, we didn't see the werewolf until, well, one of our favorite actors, Corey Haim, yep. was lighting off his fireworks that he got from his uncle, right? And he's just yep. on this bridge. Now, mind you, it's a fucked up place to be lighting off stuff by yourself, but you don't want to get caught. And when you're a kid, you look for the safest spot to... To do dumb, fun shit like that. So I get it. But he was, what, middle of uh, middle of the bridge? Lighting yep. shit off. and In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. So you're kind of drawing attention to yourself. Which, by at this point in the movie, we know somebody's killing people in town, right? Yeah, I think three people had already died by that point. Yes. Horrible deaths, by the yep. way. Which Violent. Very violent. So this is where we get to see the... Do we see the whole werewolf or do we just see the kind of top part you, you kind of see from the waist up yeah and then he takes the rocket to the eye yeah which all right people me and adam did this so definitely don't do it but after we saw that we were holding rockets like Corey Haim was doing in that movie and you don't get to shoot that i mean i get it, you got to suspend disbelief but oh big time yeah, actually one time me, you, and Terrence were fucking shooting those little rockets off and it fucking zoomed back and <laughs> right on his chest. But anyways, that is, I like the style of that werewolf. 
that was a good one. But, like I said, you know, Monster Squad, Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Those are some of the best werewolves in any movie, I think. Yeah. So, and, okay, since we're on the good stuff, what would you consider... I mean, I know we watched it at your house in what oh five. We were just discussing this cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, what, that could have been a great, great had movie. potential. Had all the way up to the ending, it was really good. And but what, what was it that you said earlier? What what just the one thing that really fucking killed it for me was that they tried to make the werewolf talk. <laughs> in, well, it was already transformed. The werewolf was a no. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's just like takes the <laughs> wind out of your sails, right? A werewolf cat dog. I mean, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that kind of did it right there. And what sucked about that too was Wes Craven was attached to that fucking yep. thing, you know? Exactly. That was so mad. And it was just because of that that I couldn't stand that movie. That just kind of... I remember kind of just, that just took you, well, took both of us kind of right out of the movie because you kind of want to be, not I mean kind of, you want to be in, like, just in the movie. You get submersed into a really good Yes, movie. and that just takes you out, and then it's just like, okay, I mean, you're trying something different, but... You fucked it up. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. You fucking hit the nail on the head. So, like I said, the first movie horror movie i could be wrong that i watched was a nightmare on elm street and i was with my cousin brandon and my older brother milo funny thing is i hadn't seen that one until you showed it to me yeah and it was like holy shit man this guy has fucking razor blades no 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 bruce those are fucking knives <laughs> holy shit that's fucking worse because yep. <laughs> on his fingers <laughs> on his fucking fingers and it, then it's just like he's wearing a glove and then there's this scene. Everybody knows the scene, but fuck it. He sticks his arms out, right? That was scary, yes. And it's just stretching, and it keeps fucking stretching like a motherfucker. About and, ten feet wide. Yeah. And then you see his fucking elbows kind of hang, and you're like, ugh, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And you hear this, yep. and it's like, holy fuck, I was so scared. when I The first time I saw that movie, holy shit. Scared the fuck out of me, man. And then introducing, as like, Adam's going to love this fucking movie. I love this fucking movie, man. And I did. I loved it. And so around this time, when would you say 85, 86, we discovered Fangoria? I think it was... Because it was... No, it was 87. Was it... Because I remember... Because the Lost Boys had just come out. Milo, he was the one who introduced us... Or at least introduced me to Fangoria. Yeah, and what's crazy about that is I think that he got that Fangoria magazine from that kid named Steve McLaughlin. Well, he's not a kid; and he's a man now with a family. Um, hi, Steve. Um, but do you <laughs> hi, remember? Steve. Yeah, do you remember Steve McLaughlin? I do. Actually, I ran into him in college in uh, Durango. Oh, fucking a! So I don't know if, if that Fangoria came from Steve McLaughlin to Milo, and then Milo showed me and you. Yep. But I just remember like. Whoever goes over to Catch Can next has to buy the next one, man. Well, it got to a point where uh, Milo told us where he got it was Walden Books here in Catch Can. Okay. was in the mall. And every time I came to Catch Can, first place I went was Walden Books looking for the new Fangoria, looking for the new Gorzo. 
Okay, I missed that one on the last one. So Gorezone, it wasn't a B version. It was just a good alternative. Yeah. Not, not, no, not an alternative. Just they, uh, they really kind of showed you the severely gory movies, like the splatter film. Fangoria would show you like Nightmare on Elm Street. Gorezone would show you a zombie, and it was just the goriest stuff, the most violent. Nice. The cream of the crop, so to speak. And and you corrected me earlier on this too, and it was Gorzone. Gorzone is the one that had the the centerfold poster. Remember I got that that uh poster dolls where the girl oh, was yeah. holding <laughs> holding her two eyes out like this. Yep. I put that on the inside of my desk and uh anytime I lifted up my desk, um you saw the dolls post. <laughs> but anyways, Gorzone was fucking awesome and so was Fangoria. And uh I kind of touched on it on my first episode. I was saying that my favorite Fangoria magazine obviously was with uh the Lost Boys. Yeah. The one that looked like Winger. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think his name was Dwayne. Yep, it was Dwayne. Alright. And he died by Holy Water. Nanook. Yep. He got knocked into the tub full of holy water and garlic. And garlic, because they cut the shit out of that, man. But uh, we'll do a deep dive. Me and you are going to do a deep dive on The Lost Boys next month. Because, well, actually, maybe when you come back, we're going to do a deep dive on The Lost Boys. Cool. Um, But quick one, yeah. And that guy was on the cover, and he had his head up like this. And the only parts on his face that didn't look pocked up, which were holes, mind you, was his chin. I remember that, that chin just sticking out right yep. under here because it was like, holy shit, how did that part get missed? But it looked fucking cool because he had his hands up and his fingers were all fucked up, oh, nails were long. Yeah. And, um, but what was yours? Like, what, like if you could go back and just be like, I want this Fangoria. You already got it for me. That was the copy of the zombie. Yes. 1979 zombie by a director named Lucio Fulci. Which... That motherfucker made some good-ass movies. They were very low-budget, very violent, but they were so fun to watch. Yes. And they were very gory. Yes. Now, you're the one who introduced me to Zombie, so all these years later, um, actually this last Christmas, I was... Uh, me and Adam still go online, and we still like, hey, man, this is the price of that Lost Boys Fangoria. Oh, hell yeah. And um, believe it or not, that... His favorite Fangoria I found at a very reasonable price. So I got that for Adam for Christmas. And the joy on his face was just like priceless, man. It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. And um, so it's great that you got your favorite one, man. Because it's just me and Adam were looking through it, man. I could have swore we were in his fucking bedroom fucking nine, ten years old. Like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, we were going through that whole thing like it was like it was brand new. Felt like we were back in our monster club. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, we did have a monster club. I never forgot. Yeah, you made mistakes in <laughs> <Yeah>. shop class. <laughs> yeah, fucking me and Adam were determined to find some kind of monsters on the island. And I think we found more ghosts than anything. <laughs> and we would always go walk out towards uh, Scout Lake, right? On, yep. the, on the beach part. We ever made it out there. No, we'd always end up fucking off and catching minnows and shit yep. with mussels. <laughs> Every you break open the fucking mussels and you set them down yep. in the fucking little puddles of the ocean or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But little pools, pools. There you go. 
But so yeah, that is awesome though. And then from there, we had found Friday the 13th and then those started churning out sequels and Nightmare on Elm Street started turning out sequels. Well, once I got into Nightmare on Elm Street, I remembered seeing uh, Halloween. And I was just a little guy then. What did you see first? First I saw Halloween. I was, would have been probably a couple of years after I'd seen The Evil Dead. So we're talking 83, 84, 85-ish? 83, I think. Okay. Movie had been around several years, but again, it was my dad watching this one. Yes. So now... And, uh, we were visiting family, and they were playing this movie in the other room, and they had us play in the kids' room. Okay. So I kept making excuses to go check out this... Little by little? Scary theme song I kept hearing. I wanted to see it, because I kept seeing pumpkins. <laughs> okay. I loved it. Yeah. And I was hooked from the very beginning. So you heard Michael Myers' theme song before you saw the movie. Exactly. Then. I did. How awesome is that? I still love it. <laughs> hey, man. During Halloween season, I change your ringtone to the Michael Myers theme. <laughs> Mine's always on. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome, man. So you're the one who introduced me into the Halloween movie. And instantly, I was just hooked. Boom. And again, and it's another feeling. I got to get this, man. This movie is so scary. I want to. Ch- I need to. I need this again. <laughs> you know. It was really strange how it kind of jumped around, though. I mean, first one I saw was The Evil Dead. Then came The Exorcist. Then I had seen bits and pieces of Halloween. Okay. When did you fully see Halloween for the first time? Jeez, I wasn't. Was it mid '80s by then? No, it was like '90s. For the first time. For the first time, seeing the whole movie. Because, if you remember, we would go to your grandma's stretches and we would borrow movies from Jim Rowan. So I was very familiar with Friday the 13th by that point. Okay, yeah, that's true, man. And this motherfucker had his shit down. Like, okay, here's a notebook for you, Bruce. Here's a notebook for you, Adam. You flip this motherfucker open and it's marked either 700 and Adam has 01. What movies do you want? Oh, okay. These videotapes held three movies, right? Three to four each. Three to four each. So me and Adam are going through this thing. And then Adam, I, I someone is just like, we got to watch Halloween. Got to watch Halloween. Okay. And then you get distracted. And then it's like, hey, he has Friday the 13th. Does he have Friday the 13th part two or three? Oh, yeah. I do have that one right yeah. here. <laughs> and that's usually how it went. Yeah. Yeah. I remember finding a movie called The Tourist Trap. What's that one about? That one was made in the early 70s. That was uh, Chuck Connors. Okay. plays this guy who's got telekinesis. Okay. And Does he use it for good or evil? Oh, he's a bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker. And the movie is actually really fun to watch and it still holds up to this day. Okay. It's still a good one. If you haven't seen Tourist Trip, check it out. Check it out. Got the seal of approval. And then, so we don't spoil our future podcast, let's... Um... Let's go into uh, different horror movies. Okay. Uh, from there, we're into the slasher genre, right? Love the slashers. We're into the slasher genre. But then, one of us or somebody tells us, 
we make this discovery of these comedies in the 80s. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So, and me and Adam are going to do deep dives on all these movies. Hopefully, you guys are interested in them. But the one I want to go back to is because Adam has been a big part of my life forever. Like I said, my daughter is Since his... we were four years old. Yeah, my daughter is his niece. He, My daughter calls him uncle and his kids call me. It's awesome. Life's great. Um so when me and Adam were kids, it was, uh, I want to say it was turning 1986. So at this point, Adam's a routine figure at my place and vice versa. <laughs> so uh, big, time. big time. So it is New Year's Eve. And then uh, Adam, my mom and dad are like, is Adam staying there? I said, yeah, he already got permission. And my dad said, okay, I'm taking the boys to get them. We're going to go up to Gilmartin's. And my dad bought us a bunch of fucking junk food. Do you remember? Yep, I remember very well. So, and my cousin JR stayed the night. That was who stayed over for Milo. But before my parents left, they're like, don't forget, Revenge of the Nerds comes on on Cinemax tonight. <laughs> we watched Revenge of the Nerds and holy shit, man. <laughs> laughed our fucking asses off, man. Like, so fucking much. Like, we still to this day, we fucking... Either we text or we talk about oh, yeah, yeah. these quotes, and my buddy Marshall will fucking text me, fucking Point Dexter dancing and telling me <laughs> I look like him. Fuck you, Marshall, if you're listening to this, by the way, you fucking brat bastard. Um, still a fucking funny ass movie, you know. Still, I think one of the coolest characters in that movie had to be Booger Presley. Booger fucking Presley, man. Now. Really quick on Revenge of the Nerds, man. There's a lot of fucking crazy scenes in there, but whatever. There's this scene where they're having a burping contest that is just <laughs> fucking legendary. Was that in the first one? Yeah, it was in the first one, yes. It, right. Well, in the second one, he meets that fucking old guy. Yep. That's uh, Snotty. Snotty. <laughs> Teach me. <laughs> but they have this burping contest that, to this day, when me and Adam watch it, me and Adam still fucking laugh at this burping contest because it starts off and um the guy the mc was like frederick polowski and then he says ogre ogre you asshole and, and so, this, so he reintroduces him as ogre you asshole <laughs> and he does this measly little fucking like uh, burp like that and i just did that just right then and there that's the type of burp this big fucking ogre makes. Whatever. Anyways, our hero, Booger. <laughs> Dudley Dawson. Dudley Dawson, yep. And he does what? She's the biggest burp in history, I think. But but, but before that, he says, Dudley Dawson. He's like, Booger. <laughs> Booger. This motherfucker, this slick motherfucker is smoking a cigarette. Throws his cigarette in the fucking ogre's fucking uh, champion drinking glass, that yep. trophy. <laughs> and gets on the mic. And he burps so fucking loud. Legendary. Now, for you <laughs> folks at home, I don't know if you guys know this or not. That wasn't a burp. Do you know what it was, Adam? No, I don't. <laughs> it was a camel orgasming. <laughs> now, that's fucking quite the goddamn orgasm, man. Like, somebody went and recorded a fucking camel having an orgasm and then thought... Okay, this is what Ogre or Booger's burp should sound like. Anyways, good you know, fucking movie. It uh, was definitely convincing because he he turned up back to the camera. His eyes were all red. He was all teared <laughs> up. He was like, 
Yeah. And uh, it was just awesome, man. And then, uh, so we discover this stuff, you know, my parents are like, hey, yeah, that's coming on. You guys got to watch it. So we watched that. And then I don't remember who told us that we should watch it, but then we discover Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, big time. We discover. My uncle had shown me Rodney when I was a kid. Just a young one. Maybe that's where it came from because he used to have, uh, what was it, Rodney's... Opening night at Rodney's. And, and that was on HBO. Yep, he had a lot of HBO specials. And all funny. Very funny. Go to YouTube. He had all these young comedians all the time. Yeah. All these up-and-comers. Andrew Dice Clay got his start. Jerry Seinfeld got his start. Sam. Sam Kinison. Wow. All these big names that we all, well, our age, knew before they'd gone. Yeah. So... It must have come from your side then that we discovered that this guy had movies. And it was like, hey, he's really funny in this movie called Caddyshack. (laughs) Oh, somebody step on a duck? (laughs) (laughs) What, do you get a free kind of soup with this when you buy this? (laughs) Rodney has always been known for his one-liners. Yeah. It was just awesome. And he's this motherfucker is just boom, boom, boom. He's like... Fucking Billy the Kid with these things in yep. Caddyshack. <laughs> so watch Caddyshack if you haven't. And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Caddyshack, punch yourself in the fucking face. Um, and if not, me and my daughter will punch you in the fucking face in August. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We won't. We're a fucking loving family. Um, so from 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 Caddyshack, what's the next thing you see him in that you're like, I got to bring this over to Bruce's place? Back to school. Back to school. So this movie comes out in 1987. We see the trailer for it. We're fucking in hook, line, and sinker. Yep. And we we ended up getting this movie. We had to rent it right from Varsity Services, yes, we right? Did. <laughs> That's the place. And uh, we, I'm either, I'm either staying the night at Adams or he's staying the night at my place. And we're watching this movie to this fucking day. That movie is still so funny. Oh yeah. I, in 2015, I showed it to my daughter and this girl I was dating at the time, and they both laughed at it, man. And Maya was like, Dad, this is like a really funny movie. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, top it off. Killer soundtrack, man. Yep. I mean. Boingo, boingo. Oingo, fucking boingo. Which, people, if you don't fucking remember Oingo, boingo, type in Dead Man's Party. That is the song playing at Rodney Dangerfield's party that he throws at his... Um, dorm room right yep they're playing motherfucking live oingo boingo man <laughs> anyways it was the party of the year yeah and so from there then we start hearing about other comedians right other 80s movies and then we discover richard Pryor and eddie murphy and eddie murphy which my uncle lindell <laughs> god rest his soul god rest his soul man he was he's a good dude man um actually adam's mom was his one of his best friends that's right um and uh, she loved him very much, like we all did. Well, we all loved him. Yeah. He, was a, he was an awesome person. If you didn't One love of my the funniest people you ever <laughs> If you didn't love my uncle Lindell, fuck you, man. That guy was fucking very lovable person, man. Just yeah. So this guy rents me and Kelly Eddie Murphy's Delirious on the Fourth of July, and it's raining. I remember it was raining, Adam. So we rented this movie, went back to my place. My mom was pissed. And then my dad was like, where'd you get this from? I said, Uncle Lindell. And he said, oh, I wanted to see this, so let's watch it. <laughs> so I don't know if you had seen it by then. 
you know, or I don't know if who saw it first, but I remember me and you kind of had a meeting of the minds about this. And no, you showed it to me. That one, you showed me. Yeah, because after that, you know how it is, guys, man. You're just repeating these jokes because they're so funny <laughs> that even when you and your friend are saying them to each other in the fucking bedroom while you're trying to play Nintendo because you don't want Adam to beat your high score on Super Nintendo, you're trying to make him laugh. <laughs> But me and Adam are just going back and forth with these jokes that Eddie Murphy says, and we're not going to fucking fuck them up and water them down here. Just <laughs> go to Netflix and watch Eddie Murphy's Delirious. That was awesome, yes. And then, um, so like we are saying, though, we found these other, you know, 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, Beverly Hills Cop definitely being some of my favorites. Yeah? For sure, yeah. And then... um. Now, last year, me and you actually rediscovered a Rodney Dangerfield movie where he, quote-unquote, was a doctor. Doctor. Motherfucker flew a helicopter and shit. Remember, he was inside trying to start it up, and I don't fucking... No, this was Richard Pryor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Yeah. That was... uh, What was the name of that? Critical Condition. Critical Condition. Motherfuckers, you guys didn't stump us. I knew one of us would come up with that name. <laughs> Fuck you. Carry on, bro. That was a good, funny movie. Good, good, good movie. So now we're into the... There's a lot of classic comedies in the 80s, which we will obviously touch on. There's a, a lot little... of our favorite movies, you know, looking back. Yeah. Most of that stuff that we still love to watch this day is uh, from Canon Films. Love Canon Films, actually. You um, gave me a bunch of Canon Films. Yep. Fucking love them, man. Canon Films gave us classics like American Ninja. The Last American Virgin. The Last American Virgin. Motherfuckers. <laughs> go, go on Amazon Prime and watch The Last American Virgin, man. That movie was so funny. Super underrated, which, shockingly enough, Adam hadn't seen until last year, right? Yep, exactly. Good movie, and a, I'm going to say this a lot, a great soundtrack, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those 80s soundtracks were so much fun. <laughs> Which, I didn't know at the time that um, one of, uh, Diane Franklin was in it. Better okay. Off Dead. Yes, that's right. Monique. Yep, she was Monique. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, so me and Adam discovered these movies, and then we were bouncing between being really scared... Or getting in trouble from my dad or his dad, Larry, because we're fucking laughing way too hard at these <laughs> movies, man. And it's just these great times, man. And then there was um, all these surges of... Uh, by then, the horror movies were... The slasher movies, right, were being watered down because they were just getting churned out so many times. Oh, man, they were getting pumped out hundreds of movies a year. Yes, and then... Back to Canon Films, um, they gave us the Ninja movies that we like so much. American Ninja. Enter the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja. Shokasugi. They did a lot of Shokasugi. And one of the ones, I mean, it's cheesy, but I still really like it. Uh, Ninja 3, The Domination, where the lady lady gets possessed. Weird as fuck. And I know it's a movie and we got to suspend disbelief. But even while you're suspending disbelief sometimes for these movies... (laughs) Only a ninja can kill a ninja. <laughs> and then that lady says, only a ninja can destroy a ninja. Yep. And I'm like, 
okay, well, which one is it? Is it kill or destroy? <laughs> so anyways, this lady gets possessed and then she does a flash dance scene where she's trying to dance away this... The demon? The demon. The demon ninja that possessed her soul. Like, boom, her closet shoots open and she starts fucking doing this dance. You guys can't see me. I'm doing it. That's why fucking Adam's laughing. And, uh, but... Yeah, Canon Films gave us these fucking good movies. They also gave us some good Chuck Norris movies, too. Yes. Uh, what was that one I was just talking about the other day? Um, was one it? of him and Louis Gossett Jr. Are you talking about Delta Force? No. Also great movies, though. Yes, that's true. Firewalker. That's the Firewalker. I love the movie Firewalker. Good movie. What else did they have? They had another Chuck Norris movie called Invasion USA. Yeah, I still have yet to completely watch that movie. <laughs> you haven't, uh, you haven't given up. Uh... <laughs> Not yet. But I haven't actually sat through the whole movie yet. Because you got that for me too, man. So that's how I watched it. And then what else was there that Canon Films gave us? They gave us Breaking and Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Which, <laughs> fuck you if you find a better sequel title than that. You're full of shit. <laughs> oh, those are fun movies. And. Um, what else do you remember? Masters of the Universe they gave us? God, that was awful. <laughs> Even as we were kids, that was awful. <laughs> um, they introduced us to Van Damme. Van Damme was in the Breaking movie. He was in that fucking crazy onesie. Or that like swimsuit, you know? And he was fucking... He did a weird dance. Anyways, they gave us Cyborg. Yeah. Which, while we're on the subject of Masters of the Universe, as Adam just stated, was cringeworthy... But I still watch it. Um, but that was supposed to be a sequel because at the end of that, was it Frank? How do you say his name? Frank Langlia? How do you say his Langella. name? Langella. Langella. That motherfucker comes back up and says, I'll be back. Right? Doesn't have the hood on. It's all skull. He's Skeletor. Yeah. So there's supposed to be a part two to this. Well, that movie bombed so bad, but they had a setup. They had the set and everything. That's how they made Cyborg. That's, I didn't know that. that's the set they used was no was for Cyborg. That. So next time you watch Cyborg, just think, oh, okay, a lot of this set was going to be, <laughs> about 90% of that set was going to be Masters of the Universe 2, but it sucked so much wow. that they, they, they turned into a Van Damme vehicle and they called it Cyborg. And then they also did Superman 4, Quest for oh. Peace, that was so horrible. Oh, they took away the special effects, which for a Superman movie in the fucking 80s, you need special effects. And if they didn't get that after watching Superman 3, then fuck you guys, man. <laughs> Superman 3, by the way, was a good, good movie. Richard Pryor was in that yes. one. Yes. He was the comic relief. That's right, because fucking Superman fought himself, right? Because yep. he separated. Well, he was... How the fuck did that happen? Was that the red kryptonite changed him, right? No, it was basically him fighting his other personality. Because he split, right? Yeah. Just within his head, really. Oh, okay. So kind of like a Fight Club type shit, right? Yeah. So, Canon, thank you very much. <laughs> I still like those movies. I still love them. <laughs> I mean, they're so bad, they're good. It's like watching the Sharknado. So, we are, uh, unfortunately, running out of time. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It says, heads up, the maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. We're at 55, which I think we'll end off on this. It's just, uh, this is, like I said, I've known this man my entire life. My daughter loves him. I love his kids. It's great. Um, 
Adam will be back again soon on the podcast. I'll be back all the time. And um, go ahead and tell everybody what your uh, business is, what you're selling here. Well, I am known as the Naughty Guy. I do a lot of different knots, keychains, doormats, different kinds of rope mats. A lot of fun stuff like that. So if you're in Ketchikan, check out a couple of stores like The Outpost, Scanlon Gallery, uh, look at uh, Maiden Voyage. They all have a lot of my stuff there. So, And he has cards too, so don't be afraid to ask for them. Um, I, got, I think I got your magnet hanging up on my fridge. Yep. So anybody listening to this, just hit me up on Facebook. I'll take a picture and send you uh, his info. And... Um, but yeah, anyways, Adam's going to be here and we're going to be fucking chopping this shit up. We're going to be bouncing all over the place <laughs> like we just did for almost an hour. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Just having a good time. <laughs> yeah, we're having a good time. And uh, like I said, everybody, this is the podcast, Swat and Flies Telling Lies. All right. Thanks for having me, Bruce. All righty. Peace.